0: This is the podcast. She's gonna say no. She's going I'm gonna let you think about it, Pisces. I'm gonna let you swim around. I'm gonna let you swim around and think about it. Because- <laughs>
1: Hi, welcome back to one for you, one for me. On today's episode, I have two of my really close friends, Isha and Lindsay. We're in a group chat together called Ricotta Hotties, and Ricotta always makes me think of the very recent top of mind squirrel moldy jam scandal that just happened in LA. If you don't know what I'm talking about, there's this restaurant that's known for its like ricotta toast and their like famous jams, and it turns out that they had this like shady storeroom in the back of their restaurant where they would sometimes lock and pull in when food inspectors came and it was like filled with tubs of this moldy jam and they would scrape off the top layer of the mold and then serve it to people this is neither here nor there and I'm probably if you want to look it up the restaurant's name is S-Q-I-R-L anyway Isha, Lindsay, and I sat down to record a single one-hour long episode over a Zoom call on Indian matchmaking. It actually is gonna be split into two episodes, the first of which is on Indian matchmaking. Y'all, I'm so obsessed with this show, and I know I've spent most of this intro, which is only supposed to be a minute and 30 seconds, talking about Squirrel, but I'm obsessed with this show. I can't get enough of it. I can't stop talking to people about it. I will talk to anyone about it. I've talked to my coworkers about it, I've talked to my friends about it, I've talked to just like people have like casually whispered the name on the streets about it so today we cover topics like of course Aparna her list of requirements and just really empathizing with her because I don't think she's as bad as everyone says she is we also talk about marriage what that means and Isha and Lindsay take the time to drag me through the mud for something that I seem to not be able to grasp about men and I'm appalled and shocked anew every time I realize this about them This was so much fun to film. We were literally delirious by the end of it. And you can look out for an episode in the next couple weeks on like flirting and why that is actually philanthropy. So hope you enjoy. Love you lots. Bye.
0: How did we get here from? I don't know. Is it time to talk about?
2: About what? Indian matchmaking wait maybe I'll split this into two episodes I'll do part one it's gonna be this stuff and then we'll talk a little bit about Indian matchmaking I'll make that part
0: two I think you should do it the opposite way
2: Indian matchmaking and then the yeah. other thing that's true it's more timely it's more timely you're right thank you for being my producer let's get into it for a little bit if you guys have the time
3: oh yeah yeah let me send one text
2: <laughs> let me post an Instagram picture okay, okay. <laughs>
3: Wait, <laughs> okay, are you really? Yeah, absolutely. You want to see it? Yeah, or of you. I love that picture. Oh, yes, I love Thank it. You. you look amazing. Also, your mom styled you well. I loved it.
2: She really did. Okay, so we have to pretend like this is not the episode we recording after already speaking for an hour and a half so
3: good at acting so oh okay, yeah we have an actress in our presence um wait can we do an ad about not dating guys who do improv no wait. because those are my next that's my next foray you in have time. you haven't dated a guy i, who know, just... I know okay your eyebrows tell me otherwise, Lindsay. <laughs> what do you even mean. Are you insulting them or
2: complimenting them? I, know. I don't know. I'm scared. Wait, speaking of that, this is a good segue. Guys who do improv. In that sense, I agree with Aparna. I don't want a funny man. I don't want a joker. I don't want a comedian. Just kidding. I just don't want a man who's like, I'm a comedian. Um, Or like my job is being a stand-up comedian or I just want someone to just be like funny and it's like a hobby but it's not like their job but if I ever choose to go into stand-up he can't have a problem with that
3: they just need to have personalities I don't think it's that big of an ask I think that it's okay to like want to connect with someone who has a sense of humor but if they're jokers in the sense that they can't take anything seriously or commit to anything then it's like what the fucking point is it I like that. I like if you can't take anything seriously. But you have to be
0: actually funny. Like, I think the real tea is that... I do, too! (laughs) Like, I just don't want to date anyone who, like, sucks. Yeah. Like, it's like, come see my stand-up show. And they're, like, telling horrible racist jokes or not funny, like, ones about women that they've dated and are, like... Like, I just don't want to date anyone who who sucks. Me neither. And And I don't think anyone wants to date anyone who sucks.
2: No, absolutely not. And here's what I think is that I want to know why men think women aren't funny. I just... That subject riles me up. Really? It makes me so mad when men think women aren't funny. Because I think I hold my humor. I don't even think I'm the funniest bitch out there. Let's be clear. Sometimes people laugh at things I say. I'm like, that one? That? That? Um, But I do think humor and intelligence are really closely linked
3: together. Like, you can't be funny unless you're smart, I think. This conversation has already been solved. We know. Everyone knows women are hilarious. Do Do they they work? Yes. And if men are still questioning that, it's simply a reflection of their own insecurity about their own ability to make people laugh. And it's always, it goes back to that whole thing about women being scared that people are going to murder them and men being scared that people are going to laugh at them. Men want to make sure that they're the people making others laugh rather than being laughed at. And the idea of a woman being hilarious to some insecure men, makes them think that that immediately means that these women are laughing at them. But
1: first, a quick commercial break. Hi everyone. I know what you're thinking. This bitch has sponsors already. I know crazy. I'm kind of shook too, but I think when people see quality, see something they vibe with, they want to jump on it. And I think that's how you're going to feel about our sponsors as well. So going forward in every single episode, you're going to hear not only from me, but also from our guests as they read these sponsorships to you. I know you're like reaching for that skip button, but I think you should give it a shot. I think it might be worth your while. And I think you're going to get to try some really sick new products and it would mean the world to me if you gave it a shot for just this first episode so here's our first sponsor enjoy hi have you been experiencing elevated levels of peace self-worth and fulfilling non-romantic love and partnerships but if you're honest you're getting a little bored during this pandemic want someone to hold you at night Subscribe to Toxley, your toxic situationship subscription service. Time to your personal cycles of being emotionally stable enough to get back out there, Toxley will send a customized situationship just for you. Never dated an alt boy who skates, vapes, plays bass, but has very wealthy Republican parents? We got you. Been curious about a coke-addled finance bro who is a pro at flipping penny stocks and gaslighting? Toxley has got you covered. Taste the rainbow with Toxley and sign up today. Message us on Snapchat. We may leave you on read, but we'll get back to you in about two days once you've done your skincare routine at around 10.30 p.m. and just snuggled into bed and popped a melatonin. Subscribe to Talksley, Toxly. T-O-X-L-Y.
0: I can't relate to this conversation because one I've never heard of men who actually say like you know what this sucks women just like aren't fucking funny to me I've never heard it I'm blessed in that way secondly I feel like I feel like people tell me I'm funny and I don't know what it is that I'm doing but I recognize when they tell me that I'm funny sometimes I could tell that that is like something that they pine for or wish they could be when to me being funny isn't anything that you have to really try for, but then again, I'm saying that from my little box over here, who, you know, people just think that I'm funny for whatever reason.
3: Lindsay's um, like, I'm effortless, bitch. Yeah. Um, I don't, I can't, I can't really. You know?
2: <laughs> Men you- agree with that. I'm like, what that's why I'm always like confused with people that you're funny, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about, actually. But I like that you say that. I like I value funny people. I like that you feel that way about me. But I, I, I think you're right. Maybe they don't feel that way about themselves. Except for my friends. When they tell me I'm funny, actually, no, my friends never tell me that. They tell me I'm annoying, which I think is interesting. Your friends never say that. Stop. No, 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 Everyone thinks that all my friends think I'm annoying. <laughs> like, but I know that's their way of being like, we love you. Okay.
0: Okay.
3: Men who think women
2: as a whole aren't funny are usually not funny themselves. Exactly. And... Let's get into AV matchmaking with this slip and slide because I have to say, all the men that Aparna were presented with, I thought were nice, funny, sweet people. Like pretty much every single one of them. Mm.
0: Am I missing anyone? There was like that one who asked her if she could ever relax. I didn't think he was that funny. There was nothing wrong with him. He, he wasn't funny. He wasn't funny. Yeah. But I relate to her, too, with when she said, I don't want anyone who's funny. Because, like, if you're on a dating site and someone's like, I'm a nice, caring, funny man, I'm like, this man will murder you. Because you had 140 characters and you chose to put this in your Tinder bio data that you're nice, funny and caring. Like, you need to tell me something else. Also, I know you're not funny and I know you're not caring. Absolutely not. If you have to announce baseline things,
2: like... Like that's the equivalent to me of being like did not murder someone. It's like I assume
3: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I, I promise I'm really nice. Like as he grips his knife, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna do a pause
2: right here. Can we record a little bit of like like the intro to Indian matchmaking really quick? Yes. Yeah. And I know we've discussed this ad nauseum in our group chat, which is my favorite place on earth, is our group chat. Um, and all the voice notes that we said. So Indian matchmaking left a huge impression on me. What did you guys think? I'm forever changed. Me too. Actually, like really actually I am. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it.
3: Isha? I think that the only thing that really changed for me is that uh, a lot of non-South Asians understand more about what biodata is i think that it i could see why some people are upset about it because of like the stereotypes about it but i'm also glad that it represents that because there are people who behave like that and hold certain what i consider to be slightly archaic values um and those need to be acknowledged if you feel weird watching it and if you feel shame um about the way that you participated in similar behavior after watching that show. I mean, I hope that it forces you to self-reflect on it. I'm not saying you as in you guys. I mean you as in, you know. No, no, me also. Me also. me also. No, but me also. Yeah. No. Sure, 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 sure. But it's it's unsurprising. It's unfortunate in some ways. It was fun to watch, though. And I was like, Nadia, like, how is Nadia not someone that people are like excited about. She seems like a really nice normal person and she's really pretty like I, these are like seeing that was, made me think oh my god is there any hope for me?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. If Nadia's having trouble dating <laughs> there's no hope for me. No. Okay. I have so
2: many thoughts about Nadia specifically and I have some thoughts that are problematic and I want you guys to help me explore
0: them. Oh great.
2: Also
3: I- is is Nadia not Rochelle's cousin definitely right same vibes same vibes same
2: vibes um what's it called I agree so everything you said Isha I completely agree I think some people who are on the internet though like dragging the show through the mud like fake woke people healthy hoes those people kind of annoy me the way they're like this show is the worst thing that could happen I'm like have you never watched something for funsies like never ever. This is a smooth brain moment that should incur rich brain, encourage rich brain thinking, like you said. Like, you need to be able to watch this and enjoy this, but at the same time be like, oh, these are things I need to change in my life. This wasn't meant to be, be like, we're changing something or these people are like woke people. This is like, this is how it is, right? And there are some critiques where it's like, you know, we didn't like really get into the emotional aspect of peak. We didn't really get into it. We didn't really get into the Vinay thing. Like we didn't really get into like all of that stuff and allow people like emotional depth on this show. But I think if you're going to be on a reality TV show and you're gonna like package this, one, the depth gets cut out. You know, they had confessionals. But I would argue that the real housewives of Beverly Hills have longer and deeper confessionals potentially than any of these people were given the room to. It's a 30 minute segment, like each episode is 30 minutes.
0: And there's so many different people on Indian matchmaking. We're following the same group of women for years and seasons on those kinds of shows. Um, like, more comparable, I think, to The Bachelor, I was watching.
2: Absolutely. And it's like, Too maybe some people just don't have that depth. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think you like, I think that's fine. Like, people are different. Not everyone's out here trying to like start discourse, right? And that's the reality of the matter is that not everyone realizes the things that they're doing that are wrong, that are holding them back, like all of this stuff. Maybe that's just how they live their life. And Seema Auntie is not the right person to talk about colorism and cast and like
0: all this stuff. Like she would have completely fumbled the bag. She would have fucked yeah. up. Would have not gotten a season two on Netflix. No. I didn't want her to handle it. I did. I would have liked if the show gave kind of like an opportunity for its contestants to talk about those things if they wanted to go there like I'm sure that that beautiful girl who has the jean company in India we could have given her some time and she would have educated us a bit like I would have trusted her with that but do I want to listen to light blue eyes Prad, what's his name talk about no no I don't want to listen to him talk I about I listen to him period Yeah, Yeah. period. And second of all, I don't think that man comes
2: into contact with any of those issues in his bubble. And I don't think he's trying to, like, change anything about the way he lives. Like, I think he's perfectly happy
0: and doesn't give a fuck about anyone else. Yeah, this wasn't the show for me, at least. I didn't want to watch these people finding out about racism or, or exploring that. I just wanted to feel something during coronavirus, and I would say, if I may just jump here, I really feel like I had to call myself out several times as the show kept progressing with Aparna, because she first comes on, and the first per- the person who edited the first episode, in my opinion, made her seem
3: loony. Um, um, the editor was so shady with, with the, the list like, of requirements. Yeah. Like The editor was
0: like, we found our villain. Yeah, we found our villain. And as the show went on, if you actually listen to the things she's saying, and I do feel like there's like a little bit of a shift with her in realizing actually what she wants, especially after her first date. I'm like, this person isn't crazy. This person has worked very hard in her life to get where she is, which she kind of hates, which is another whole conversation. Well, but yeah. she just wants someone... Who she feels like in her mid 30s she can start to build a life with, and who has tried as hard as her. The guy she's on a date with and having like discourse with is like, I don't really know. I don't really like to plan stuff. I'm a podcast person. She's like, okay, like if you have a podcast, you're obviously like an expert in something. People are inviting you to talks. What are you an expert on? And he like kind of doesn't have an answer for her. So she's like, no. And I feel like it's so easy for people to be like, a Aparna's so picky, Aparna's so that. She's worked fucking hard in her fucking life, and she doesn't want anyone who doesn't know why they get invited to talk at, you know, TED symposiums and has a podcast for no good reason. And I can't fault her for that. I
2: also cannot, and I think that's where I will say the show really flattened and became like too much of like like Bravo reality TV. It's like, you didn't allow her the depth because she probably had it. And she's probably, exactly, I completely feel that way too. And I think people, I always say this, likability will be the death of women. We are trying so hard to be likable and then we come across a woman who is not trying that hard maybe and feels like likability will ruin her. So she swings so hard in the other direction that we can't give her the space to be like that and be understanding towards her.
3: Feeling itchy, uncomfortable, unwarrantedly damp no your ex isn't around you have a yeast infection my dear but no need to worry this is an opportunity we're all quarantined at home make yogurt with all that excess yeast go against the grain all your little friends are out here making bread practically every damn day switch it up make some yogurt unless you're vegan eh maybe make vegan yogurt how google it but the yeast is within you want more inspirational messages like this download the dr.com app patent pending
2: i i felt really really bad for her because i think she probably is a really sweet person who's just had to go this route in life and develop this personality honestly because of her mom I think her mom has gone through so much and I understand but she hardened her daughter and like almost like weaponized her daughter for what reason for what reason and now she's like thinks like she's totally that like person who never healed their inner middle school trauma who now is like, I need to hate everything before I think earnestly about anything and put myself out there. And now she's just trying to like chase all these external things of like traveling and all this stuff when maybe this bitch just wants to sit her ass at home, okay? And she's, yeah. maybe she doesn't want to do those things. And now she's like, I hate everything. Nothing feels right to me. And yeah, I
0: don't know. There's definitely growing on going there with Aparna. I didn't feel like they gave, like, and maybe it was simply just the editing. They didn't, you know, when you watch like a documentary or when you watch a reality show, there's a trajectory and there's a beginning and there's a middle and an end. I feel like they were giving us all the pieces of like a very coherent, Um, kind of like this girl's gonna start off with the villain but like you're gonna see where she's coming from you're gonna see where her family is coming from and then you're gonna probably have a lot of respect for her at the end and understand her more but they didn't like give it to us in like a palatable format they were just like she's insane look at this crazy look at Bolivian salt flats like all of this stuff and then episodes later they tell us this story with her mom and her mom coming to this country and her kids and how they're her pride and joy and how she had to leave her husband um and That's then cool. we see her on a date with that guy later and he, she's like you can tell she's like shaken up how much she's actually kind of into this guy she yeah. says she doesn't hate him at all but it's clear like you're just scared to go there because you just are yeah. um they gave fucking prob a life coach moment when Upperna
2: deserved a life coach moment to explore yeah. things and that was fucked up and they did that girl a disservice yeah. and yes no one's perfect. She was
3: kind of annoying about the Bolivian salt flats thing. I was that's like, crazy. Also, the Patagonia thing, where she's like, "This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me." I was like, "Oh I'm boy." Like, like, I'm not saying package yourself apart.
2: I'm not saying water yourself down, but make it a little easier. You no, know? like just just a little bit because we all have to make it a little easier for people to get to know us in general. That's what we have to do in daily life is like, I think there's like a Bible verse is like someone who wants friends needs to show themselves as friendly first or something. I recently heard this and I was like, that's true. You have to like a little bit.
0: Yeah. Uh, she was very judge. She came off on the show, very judgmental, but I feel like she eventually kind of ironed that out for whatever reason. Maybe she just realized how she was coming.
3: I didn't even read her as like hyper judgmental. I read her as hyper insecure. Me too. And that, that was more upsetting to me that like I felt like all of this was rooted in insecurity entirely. Like I've done everything that I was supposed to. I was able to uh, avoid having to self reflect on this stuff because I was just drilling through school and getting my career and now what? Yeah. yeah. And that can be really scary for people. Um, But back to what you were saying about not having to tackle certain things, I think that the beauty of this show is that it shows the existence of those complexities uh, so that viewers can discuss it. It doesn't explain it, which can be an issue at certain points. But again, what you said, it may have been too much of a mess had it explained it. Um, I think that the beauty of it is that it just shows reality and allows us to unpack reality and the truths of that reality afterwards. Yeah. Like, our whole conversation about uh, Guyana, mm. uh, I, again, Sima Andi would not have been able to handle it, but her reaction saying oh my god told part of the story there right, right?
2: yeah and I was like oh my god what did she I was like did I... I rewind I like rewound because I was like did I miss something I was like why did she have that reaction because yeah. I remember like texting on my phone and she goes oh my god and I was like wait what happened but she didn't have an oh my god moment for Yasser's dad oh but yeah I'm she's like best another man thing. trying to kill his wife like she wasn't like, oh my god, but oh, she's from Guyana. Oh my god, like what the fuck? Um, that was wild. Okay, Lindsay, I'm going to say something controversial. I don't like Yasser. I would not. Catch, I would not go near him. I would not be in the same room as him. Why? I mean, we can get into that in a second. Well, after Guyana, we'll get into Yasser.
0: Okay. He just—he's like <laughs> Indian Winnie the Pooh. I I need that energy. I'm tired of psychopaths. He seems
3: really, really, really sweet.
0: Yeah, Varsity doesn't buy
2: it. Varsity, I know. I'm really, I do know people like him in real life, and I'm really put off by them because I personally feel like I can't get a read on them. And like eternally optimistic people, eternally like jovial people, almost to like a larger than life degree. I'm like, but what's really going on here? Like this is a facade. I just don't trust those types of people. So
0: I'm a Scorpio. (laughs) (laughs) She's literally wagging her finger. (laughs) Hold on. All right. Hold on. I'm a Scorpio. And when I see Vyaser and when I hear him, I feel like I get his sensibility. And I'm like, I need this person in my life because they outwardly make people feel good. But I know that when people outwardly make people feel good, there's so much depth where that is. You're only able to do that because you know what you've needed. Exactly. And so I want to, cause I am a Scorpio, I want to get to the bottom of it. And I know that I would be able to within a week at least. And I, I need that kind of depth and and I just need it. Like I just know that there's so much there with Fiasor, Um that's beyond you know the whole horrible stuff of what happened with his dad.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know there's a lot there, and I just don't. I get sus about people who aren't who have a lot going on, and then who just completely wipe that, and they're able to just be like that. That scares me. That. It makes I me so it. uncomfortable. And maybe Would I prefer a bleeding wound. I. I would prefer someone's upfront about how much they have going on than being like, I'm about to marry him. He's like, oh, by the way, I, I have all this stuff and I say this in a really joking way. And like the way he delivers even the deep stuff was, who are his friends, okay? Other than his little cousin, his friends, those people sitting at the table where he drops that information on them and then he's like, oh, fuck, man, like I didn't tell you about this, huh? And they're all like uncomfortably laughing. I was like... Who are your friends that they're not able to handle this conversation? Because those are the exact friends that when we have an issue, it seems like you're going to go talk to them. They seem like idiots. Uh, my group chat has a, my group chat has someone who's a PhD. Okay, like she's a doctor. Okay, that's that's who my group chat is, and that's who I'm getting my advice from. Okay, and I love this. Who are your friends? Like that they don't know this about you, like. What what is going on here and then the minute you tell them you start telling everyone you're like oh now that I've told them I'm gonna like tell everyone and start to announce this like in this weird way it just was all off-putting to me because we all have shit going on in our lives right and it's like at whole ass your age
0: your closest friends don't even know I feel like I'm appalled at you, Varshini, because you seem to be consistently surprised that men don't have a community to talk to about horrible stuff.
3: I was just going to say this. It's literally back to what we were saying about men not knowing how to communicate or, like, have these kind of conversations with their own friends, so they only talk about it with women. You're so right.
0: Um, And also it's a show. So if he said it in his little interview thing, because he was thinking about telling the girl, he's like, well, I don't want the first time everyone finding out about this to be that interview thing. Like I have to go tell people.
3: You know what I mean? No,
0: I don't understand. So like if I'm on a reality TV show and I let my little interview person know that like I had some horrible thing happen to me, then I'm like, oh, fuck. I have to tell my mom before this airs. Yeah. You know what I mean like I have to tell people this has to be a thing because they can't find out the first time on TV. But then
2: his friend oh okay, I see what you're saying. Like he must have said it and then he went back and like they recorded that. Okay, that's totally valid. And you're right, I am a dumb bitch for just always being surprised that men have no
0: one to talk to. Yeah, I, I also think, I, think about it. What men in your life when you have a hard time do you want to go talk to? I only have one.
2: Two. I have my dad and I have Vishesh. That's it. But the, here's the thing is like, it's it just, it always shakes me to my core. Like it really disturbs me. It's like something that like actually really bothers me. And I've said this forever. It's like, I can only date a man who has a bromance, which a bromance is just like a close friend that they're like emotionally vulnerable with, <laughs> that they like love yeah. in a non-romantic way um, or
3: non-parental hey. What? Lindsay, do you not have men? Okay, never mind. I have men in my life who I go to when I'm upset. Your dad and your brother. My dad, my brother, um, some of my family friends, some of my cousins, some of my male friends. I don't I have that, I don't that many. Let's okay. I I now at my age have
0: men who I can go to and like talk to about a problem. But my my point in saying that is like. For a long period of time, I didn't, and even still, if I needed to talk about something emotional, something I actually needed emotional support with, not something I just wanted to forget about. Which, no offense, but I feel like sometimes uh, we like to talk to someone to forget about the thing that's like forcing us to confront some real emotions. Yeah, like going to be a woman before it's a man every single time. Oh yeah, if I need someone to hold my hand and wade through some uncomfortable waters with me, and like even possibly see me cry uh it's going to be literally pick any woman then before it's going to be a dude i would talk to someone at a grocery store i would talk to a woman at a grocery store before i talk to a man in my life they're not good with hand- they try they're trying going to try to
3: fix it and
0: sometimes i don't need things to be fixed i'm a fixer
3: person <laughs> But men do just try and like treat everything like it's a problem with a solution. Yeah. And and I have said to men before like I'm not looking for a solution. I'm just- There's no
0: men in, largely in women's lives who you can go to and like have an emotional conversation with. And y'all are like, well, my dad, my brother, my cousin. I'm like, yeah, those are your family members. First of all, let me drag you. Second of all, then you're like my boyfriend. Bitch, yeah, go-. she's gonna say no. She's gonna. I'm gonna let you think about it, Pisces. I'm gonna let you swim around. I'm gonna let you swim around and think about it. All right, I know I said every group has its problems and no situation is a utopia, but can we talk about work for a minute? I have never been more aware of my blackness in an environment than when my boss showed me a picture of someone named Paul Newman, and I guess it was John Lennon. Sorry I didn't grow up listening to the Beatles or eating salad, I guess. So, my friend suggested I download this cool new app called With It, the white version, into my ear pod. You only need one pod, I would know, because I lost the other one. Anyway, you start the app up and seriously, okay, I'm gonna start it up right now. Ask me a question What's a good Chinese restaurant? So, when you hear this and you type it in, the app knows this person means trendy not spicy, and least likely to run into any other brown people. So the answer is Pine and Crane. Another cool function of the app is when I don't want to talk to white people. It gives me lists of ideas or excuses like, can I circle back with you later? Sorry Megan, I can't. I'm allergic to cats and dogs. And this one is my favorite, it works every single time. Can I have your Disney Plus login? I haven't seen Hamilton yet. Seriously, it works. I love this app, and you all should download it immediately with it the white
3: version. So, you need to keep where she said, Okay, Pisces. So, that's the intro of the episode. That was so good. The intro for the last episode is also
2: going to be Lindsay when I'm like. Wait, so is it easier to just have a bunch of crashes? And she's like, Yeah, that's why I have nine. <laughs> like, I Wait. It. It. Can we talk about astrology a little bit? No, hold on. We're not done. So let's talk about it. <laughs> Sorry about that. I feel like I'm on
0: Joe Rogan's podcast. This is a <laughs> vlog long, and I'm fucking here for I haven't peed yet, bitch. What the fuck is good? Beating there, and the fact
2: that my bladder is so full, I'm just like <laughs> Okay, here's the thing about bed. okay? The <laughs> <Me> only <laughs> the only guy friend that I will talk to this about who has heard me, seen me, been with me once, sobbed my guts out, like literally my entire water content out of my body is Vishesh literally my first guy friend who's, no actually I've had gay men who have been like that there for me, like Dylan in college and stuff. We're still friends and everything, but like I don't talk to him as much. So Vishay, is like my most salient adult friendship in that sense. Here's the thing about him. He is so loving, openly loving towards all of his friends. Like openly loving towards his sister, openly a feminist has said things in the past where I've, like, called him out on it he's like, whoa, wait, like, you're so right, you didn't realize that. He, I always tell him this, when he's like, wait, why is he talking to you like that? Or like, don't talk to that guy, like, this is so weird, why is he behaving like that? I'm like, you and all of your friends are actually good, kind men and people. And you just can't even un- relate to these other men. Like, he doesn't even understand why people behave this way. And I'm like, but here's the thing, this is what I deal with on a daily basis. It's like, wow, it really sucks to be a woman. And I'm like, you're just realizing. Yeah. <laughs> realizing. Yeah.
3: But- yeah.
0: I think we need to normalize. I mean, and I'm going to get some plaque for this on Twitter maybe. I don't know, but <laughs> I, I think we have to normalize the fact that men we come into contact with on a daily basis do not have a community because men have not abolished homophobia.
2: hundred, you know what? Maybe I'll get dragged to, same here. It's that whole like two bros sitting in the top or hot tub six feet apart, cause they're not gay. It's like literally that vibe is their entire- Not
3: cause it's COVID.
2: Okay, so yeah, not cause it's COVID. I'm taking that part out.
0: I don't know what you guys are talking about at this point. I'm trying to abolish homophobia.
3: Oh, right, sorry. Let's get back to yeah, that. Back, back to Mayor Lindsay.
0: I think that men think they are seen as really soft and like a bitch if they bring up their feelings about something with their group of dudes. And I've heard it. Like when I am, when I do meet a dude who I'm like, oh, he's a good friend. I ask them all the time, like, who do you talk to in your circle like this? Cause I'm always collecting data. Like there's like a lot of TED talks I want to give on stuff in the future. So like largely they say like, oh, like one time I tried to talk about like, you know, something that happened bad to my mom or I try to talk about what's going on in the world right now and they're like man fuck out of here with that shit bro like and these are like their best friends or there's kind of like thing of like yeah well you'll get over it man like duh, 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 duh. and it's like they don't know how to go And when that happens in your group of friends that you've had forever, like, we're like, well, we need to get some more friends, right? But like, it's their group of friends for forever, and they're like, well, I'm not gonna bring this up anymore at all to them. Yeah. We have so much gaps, I feel like, in my friendships if I just was not able to talk about stuff that really mattered to me.
2: Yeah, even if someone else, even if like, maybe could be considered quote-unquote stupid. You know what I mean? like. The group chat, I heal in it. I'm a better person because of it. Absolutely. thankful that I can just use it sometimes like as a live journal where I'm like, I'm thinking about this in my head, but I really just need to put this somewhere with like people who can like hear. And even if it's just like an emoji tap back or something, like I just need Mm -hmm. something external.
0: I can't just be like going through life in this flesh suit as the mayor of Glendale, with like not being able to like be validated in a way that like someone's like I see you I hear you what you're ha- what's happening to you you're not crazy like how can I support you today how can I whatever you know what I mean and it makes me sad that you know, a lot of you know great men a lot of great people don't have that kind of um, support system yeah. Which also this this brings me back to something I did want to talk about with Indian matchmaking. Um, I feel like a lot of dissent that I was seeing from uh, people who were writing articles about this, which was interesting, too. Like, some people started off their, like, New York Times article with, like, I'm not watching that show, but here's an entire 8,000 words on what my thoughts on it are. I'm like, how do you have an opinion on this show? Okay, how go How have you paid for this? Yeah. <laughs> how have you not seen it? It's crazy. But, um, like... A lot of people are talking about arranged marriages in y'all's community. And I obviously can't have any kind of opinion on it that like would make sense or be like, like embedded in relevance and like accuracy. But I see kind of a, like a string that's like comparable there, which is like, in a lot of American relationships and marriages and just like in America, period, a lot of things that I hear from older people about how they're taking care of themselves now has to do with like unlearning a lot of conditioning they got when they were in childhood, breaking off from toxic family structures and... um breaking some of the kind of traditions in their family uh, in order to live, like, a better life.
3: Mm.
0: And I think what's really interesting with that tie with Indian matchmaking and with uh, arranged marriages that I'm seeing is, like, arranged marriages for people who it has been horrendous with, it seems like it stems largely from your first support unit. And I think if you don't have a good unit, knowing you're gonna turn a certain age and your parents are gonna start trying to find a suitor for you, that seems like it's just gonna be bad, like really beyond bad. And it's a system that like you feel like you're born into and you have to, to do right by it. But I think that it would be an interesting shift if someone was talking about family in this absolutely and your family matters so much it matters so
2: much and that's the thing about i'm gonna say brown people in this instance is that like people we try to bypass so much with just being like this thing and then the next thing and then the next thing and then once you're retired, you can do all of your healing, right? Because then you've accomplished everything, right? You've got your 401k, your kids are probably married. You're, you're now you can take the time to deal with your shit, right? It's kind of how it's framed. And literally, you're so right. Like none of these people, not none of these people. So many of these people aren't ready to be married. They're simply not because they have to deal with so much growth before then, and they just don't get to. They just don't. And I know that sounds obvious, but it's like. Actually, bananas that actually hasn't come to terms with this Oedipal complex before being shipped on to another woman. Like, that should be something that he needs to meet with someone in a non arranged setting, in a non like make this easy for him setting, get his ass beat, and then move on to someone with some level of intentionality and choice. Like, we think these arranged marriages are intentional, but like they're not. They're just like, okay, let's slap these two people together sometimes, right? My mom got married when she was super young. My mom was 22. She had me right now. Like, I would have been four months, five months old. Like, I would be holding a five-month-old child right now during this podcast, you guys. Imagine. Can't. Can't.
0: Cannot. Cannot.
2: Cannot. Cannot. Cannot.
3: How long were your parents engaged for?
2: Six months. You know what they asked each other on the first date? And my parents are two of the most in-love people possible knock on wood. On the first date, my dad mom, my dad asked my mom, like, do you like to watch movies? Do you like to go out? Do you like to travel? Do you like to have fun? And she said, yes, 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 yes. Do you like to try different foods? And then they went forth, like literally. And then they were engaged for six months. Their first date was at the Taj in Madras. Date. You know, like, for, like coffee or something. Um, and it's insane. And then to have me they're like okay i think it's like time I'm kind of bored let's do this stop a kid and then i was born um and they didn't read a ton of parenting books they didn't do any of that they were just like we're gonna love each other and we're gonna love our child and that's that those are the only rules and those are the only things we're thinking about we're gonna love them and we're gonna love each other and we're gonna make this work that was it and sometimes i'm like yeah, I don't know. I mean, they obviously went through a lot of shit. Like they did for sure when they were first married, um, mainly because of my dad's parents. Anyway,
3: beep, beep, I was say family, family is always one. Yeah. Because you're not in, especially in these contexts, you're not just marrying the person. You are marrying into their family. And in the case of Akshay, you're marrying their family. Like his face when she said she was gonna work, and he was like. He, like, mouthed the word work, and then was, like... (laughs) And then he was, like, well, then, how will you have time to take care of the kids? And in my head, I was, like, you guys are rich as hell. You're not gonna have a nanny? like."
0: are are you in... Oh, my God. It was... (sighs) Family... That's what... It was coming back to me. It's, like... If I marry someone who doesn't have a strong support family unit, which I think my family unit might be seen as that because my parents are divorced. Like if I married into someone who didn't have a strong support unit, I'm really just marrying you and all of your stuff because you didn't have that. But even if I marry into someone who does have a supportive family unit, I'm still marrying you guys and all of your stuff too. Like, there's going to be hardships no matter what, but just from what I'm seeing um, on the internet from writers who are writing about how horrible this show is and how horrible arranged marriages are, um, marriages can be horrible without them being arranged. And it just seemed like all of it came back to, who's your family? If your family is forcing you to get married at 21, yeah, probably going to be bad because you don't want that. It seems like in the show, they talked about how arranged marriages back in the day were like a thing. There was like no way out of it. But now they're talking about how there's arranged marriages and there's love marriages. And it seems like on the show that people had wiggle room. Like as mad as, was it Akshay, his mom? Mm-hmm. Um, the like, mean one, it seemed like even though she was really fed up with her son, not just like immediately being shipped off with someone, he still had rejected like 50 or 100 people, which to me se- seemed lenient. The fact that you have a choice, you know what I mean? I too have rejected 50 or 100 people. <laughs> um, doesn't, nothing wrong with that here, you know what I mean? It's just my mom isn't being a psycho about it. I
3: think that there, people also need to understand that there's a distinction between arranged marriage and forced marriage mm-hmm. because both unfortunately do exist speak, um, on speak on it sis it's true like my parents had an arranged marriage in that uh yeah like they were introduced to each other by their own parents who knew each other through like i think a mutual friend or something my um grandfather was a school teacher at the school that my aunt's uh son went to so my cousin's uh school that was a really roundabout way of saying my grandpa was a teacher at my cousin's school on the other side of my family whatever um but yeah my parents knew each other uh for three weeks before they got married iconic and my mom during her whole process of meeting these guys was like what my grandmother considered to be extremely uncooperative. She wouldn't dress up. She would not, like, make extra efforts to make herself look nice. She would wear these really thick glasses. And back then, having glasses was, like, n- not considered to be the greatest thing. Yeah, it was unattractive uh, so to have sight. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> and so she would intentionally just, like, not put an effort. She showed up to meet my dad looking greasy like, had her glasses on. My dad himself had just come from a cricket match, okay? So they were both just, like, nasty. (laughs) They got along. She was like, yeah, I'm down for this one. She was just like, he was just fun and he was nice, and I I mean, I could have uh, I got really lucky when I came here, because, like, had he not been the sweetheart that he is, like, this could have gone really poorly. But it worked out with them. But my grandmother, although she acknowledged that my mother was very difficult, never would have dreamed of forcing her to marry someone, right? I mean, they still had that choice. And even when my dad was like, no, I really like her, his mom's friend like came by the house and was like, she has glasses. I know a girl who doesn't have glasses who you should meet, and he's like, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
2: and here's the thing about men like your dad and my dad I think like they have the ingredients of being a good person right but some of these men simply don't have those base ingredients yet right and it took our moms to maybe make it cook for them but like some of these men just don't even have those instincts like i Holy totally no, guys, even today, who'd be like, oh yeah, like, let me get a bitch with sight, like, 2020 vision, we'll never need contact solution, like, literally, like, but I think, like, our dads had something, maybe, I just think the world of my dad, so I feel this way, I, my mom is always like, you hey, think your dad is so special, you him too much credit, and she says in a loving joke, like, she's, like, literally obsessed with him, um, but she's like, he wasn't always like that. He wasn't always like that. he's like, I wasn't always like that.
3: <laughs> like, well, people <laughs> evolve, right? But, I mean, I think there is that baseline element of, like, I'm sure my dad wasn't, like, an Akshay on that show. Like, I know he was chatty. Like, there, was, there had to have been something about him that made my mom kind of, like, soften. You know? Like... Because Homie was not putting in the effort. <laughs> that made my
2: mom soft, and I was like, I'm just going to cry thinking about our parents being young and falling in love. I just, I'm going to cry about it right now.
3: <laughs> no, seriously. The other day, I, I was, like, teasing my dad about something, and my mom goes up to him and hugs him, and she's just like, he's a sweetie. He's a keeper. And it was so cute.
2: <laughs> but can you believe some... No, not, can you believe, not like that. I mean, but like some people's parents don't even hug or touch or get near. They're like six feet apart yeah. since their entire life.
0: I on Indian matchmaking, some of those couples you were six feet apart and I know COVID wasn't around then.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's and crazy.
3: They're,
2: they're like in love with each other, but they're like almost like stifling it. They're like, no, 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 no we can't. Like.
3: And some of them aren't in love with each other, to be honest. Oh, yeah. like, I never saw that in like the married couples that i have like seen in my immediate families oh i know so many
2: not in my family but in our family friend circle i'm like whoa is that yeah. a- okay, okay. And the fact yeah. of the matter is some of these people who have terrible marriages and then produce these like ass children didn't want to be married in the first place we don't even give people the room to like not be married like it's stressed so much that like yeah, I'm gonna get married, so like, might as well, you know, be to someone of my decent liking and like catch like someone before they get hitched when there's still like options available when I'm younger, not when I'm older. You know what I want to do really quick? I want to talk about Nadia, and I'm kind of like drag her. Doesn't even have anything to
0: drag about Nadia. First of all, I'm fully prepared to uh, defend my girl Nadia, so bring it.
3: I'm, I don't know if anyone
0: has anything to say.
3: I would like to drag the show for not really tying up loose ends. Although I'm assuming that there's going to be another half of it because the last episode, the last five minutes, they introduce another person.
2: Yeah, they're. I think they're trying to like hopefully set up for a season two. Like, yeah. yeah
0: Nadia. The only thing I have to say about Nadia is um, I want to start her petition to be the next the next Bachelorette. That's it. Absolutely, yes. Would be a hit on ABC. Yeah. She would be a hit.
2: She is beautiful.
3: Too mm-hmm.
2: nice, though. Maybe that's the issue here. <laughs> She's All too right. nice. Let's dive in. Maybe, I, as you can see, I just don't like people who are super nice. Like yes. that's just, no problem. Very sus. All my friends are like. You have
3: really nice
2: friends. I do, I really do. And like, I'm also like a very earnest person, actually. Like I'm very like, Aren't I'm very nice. I'm very fucking soft. But then I just act really aggressive
0: so that people hopefully don't. You, you're acting aggressive though, is like with a smile, it's so sweet.
3: <laughs> I think you just don't really care for basic people. That's fair. Nadia's not okay. You
0: need to launch to this Nadia thing because my blood is boiling up. Okay, I just think that maybe
2: she is a little too naive and nice and sweet. And like, I'm just like, what led you to border? girl? You bonded over ketchup, the bars on the floor. Like, I heard that and I was like, I, I understand, I know where she is. Wait, I know she is. what? What'd she do on the floor? She, no, her bar is on the floor. They bonded over ketchup her and you you need to have me i just i think she's characteristic of a lot of women and i've been there sometimes too where it's like you've just had so few good experiences or just baseline nice experiences with a human being or a man that you're like mm-hmm. reaching hold on to anything and i've heard this from a lot of people who are in relationships both in the girl and the guy where the guy will do something as basic as like, this girl was seeing a guy, and she had mentioned earlier in the week she was like having really, really, really bad cramps, right? And then on their next date, the guy goes like, oh, hey, like, are you feeling better? Like, are your cramps okay? And then she like, was like, oh my God, that's so nice of you to ask. And he was like, whoa, all I did was ask you about your cramps. Like, that's very baseline, like you should, Please don't accept anything less than someone who asks you how you're feeling. You're feeling better
0: after you were not feeling great.
3: Yeah.
2: And she was like, that's so sweet. And it's like, we as women are so starved from kind, affectionate decency from yeah. men that we're just accepting whatever the fuck you should throw at us. Yeah.
0: I, I need more Nadia... I need more for from you I'm sorry I need to cause like
2: not that I don't like her I just think that that's like the thing I noticed about her
0: I feel like I'm really surprised at her inclusion like I almost feel like she's a paid actor just because she's so pretty like she lives in Texas right? yeah New Jersey New Jersey. Jersey I just would think that wherever that a woman that looks like that and acts like that like she seems like she had a really good heart as well like I just would think that like oh this person is has people you know slipping into their DMs every second of the day and like has so many options for not that girl Mm
3: -hmm. not her in New Jersey living at home in the suburbs Um, and being told by her parents that she is too independent, possibly, and that's why these guys don't like her.
0: And that she's Guyanese. Like, she's not... But she also had said that she was dating... Didn't she say she also was dating not just Indian guys? I understood talking about overall. Like, someone like Nadia, who grows up in New York, New Jersey, the tri-state area, I would think that someone who looks and acts like her would have a lot of potential. Like, it just is surprising to me that she would be on this show. And it was. it's also surprising to me that I get to see someone ghost someone like that in real time on a show like that. Like, I just was like, wow, like, none of us are safe. I remember when Holly Berry came to my acting school, she told me. <laughs> the way you seamlessly, like, moved out to Holly Berry. I was like,
3: hmm? yeah.
0: <laughs> Just, you know, like, when she when she talked to me specifically, um, she just, like, told my... Like, she just was talking about dating and stuff, and she was making a lot of jokes, but she was, like... Like, yeah, I mean, like, I'm single, and I haven't worked since I won an Oscar. And I just was, like, there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Gosh. Like, Holly Berry to me is it. Like, mm-hmm. it. So I'm just, like, Hower, Like, I guess... Beyonce's right. Pretty does hurt. Like, I don't know. I guess. I guess they're in the
2: same... Yeah, and I think people probably felt that people did feel that way when Beyonce got cheated on. It's like, Beyonce's not safe. And it's like... I think... I'm going to say something. This is where my problematic statement comes in. Do it. I almost feel like she's not difficult enough. Difficult in that not that she's, like, easy. I don't mean it like that at all. Don't get it twisted. I don't think she... She is, like, such a top-shelf person. Like, Nadia is, like, anyone should be lucky to be her friend, her, like, partner, no less, like, all of that stuff. She's an absolutely fucking wonderful person. But I almost feel like she doesn't put a premium on that. Like, she really doesn't. So people, it's not that she's not valuing herself. Like, I think she should be way more selective in her life and not just be like, oh, I this my like, no, she needs to ask for the sun, moon and stars. And I kind of almost felt like women who do that almost get that and are treated like that. Like, she needs to just, I don't know if she recognizes how, I think she does, like amazing she is and how rare she is and how wonderful she is. And I'm like, you need to be a little bit more difficult. Like you have that weight that I think you should do that. And I think people will, people almost respect people who are difficult more, which is like awful in so many ways. And that's why you all, like my friends and I talk about this a lot, like the quote unquote difficult, crazy girlfriend always gets what she wants more than the one who's like chill and reasonable in many ways. Well, because they express what they
3: want, right? But also I, to turn that, yeah, she was bonding with the guy over liking ketchup. Oh, that's so funny that you like ketchup. Ha, ha, ha. Some guys eat that shit up, which is why it's also surprising that she's single because I can't do that. I can't be all cuddly and, like, soft and, like, oh, my god, it's so cute. Like, I'm not saying she's like that. I'm just saying generally I can't do that thing. And women who are more naturally able to do that, I'm surprised when they are single in that way because like i feel like men you're
2: so fucking right they love that
3: shit like making them feel special over the stupidest
2: garbage like that like ketchup like i would be like, uh, I'd be like oh cool like you don't like ketchup either like okay let's move on
0: um oh my god i think i am like that I'm, like, thinking about it. I'm, like, that's really stupid to bond over that. But then, like, I have definitely have instances with people where I'm, like, you were born, too? (laughs) Oh, my God! Like, just, like, stupid. I know.
2: And I just think it's, like, I, I think she just wants to connect so badly. She's allowing for these things that she shouldn't, she just shouldn't allow and it's one of those things where it's like i bonded with people over stupid shit too like literally like having scoliosis i'm always like chuffed when someone else tells me that they have scoliosis which but i think like that's a little bit more rare than ketchup like and also i can tell you this for a fact like i was like not like over the moon but like pleasantly surprised like huh that's funny when my ex and i use the same very specific japanese washcloth like i'm literally obsessed with this washcloth like it is so central to my skin identity and routine and life i go out of my way to buy it um i was like oh that's awesome like you know about this washcloth too (laughs) it won an invention award in japan
3: but that's not the same thing as ketchup.
2: what I'm saying. is like, that's why I was like, okay, I feel comfortable critiquing her on this. It's because I'm like, ketchup is Nadia. I have a question.
0: What? Do you know any women who either are very difficult or either are very easy who are currently in a relationship or a situation and you are envious of them? Like you want what they have? like your age like you know them
2: i don't know anyone in a relationship oh i like the relationship but other than that like i don't really know anyone where i'm like oh i wish i were in that relationship like i'm not envious
0: of anyone's relationship yeah
2: and i I think think for people who i don't know at all
0: yeah 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 like uh what's not working russell and sierra i'm like obsessed me too absolutely obsessed but like in my actual life the people I know in relationships, I don't want what they have, bro. I don't want what they have, bro. <laughs> I don't want what they have!
2: Except for my parents.
0: Yes. I want what your parents have, too. I've seen it in pictures.
2: Yeah. You're cute. I want what they have. And I, sometimes I look at them, I'm like, you're so, you're so fucking insane. Like, of course, only you two would work for you, too. Like, I, like... Sometimes my mom will say something or are just and I'm like, I don't even, I don't even. What are you? And then my dad's just like, oh yeah. Like he just talks about it very like easily and matter factly, really, like completely accepts herself for it. Never he's patient, all of this stuff. And I'm like,
0: my parents' relationship is the only relationship. Yeah. I've- in my life that's, that's why I have to even say like our age like do you know anyone our age who's in a relationship one <laughs> you know anyone in our, in our age group who has a relationship that you think is like really real enviable and like you want like their situation
3: with my chest no yeah same I think that every relationship has its own I guess not drawbacks but there are compromises that have to be made regardless right and i think that i could never look at someone else's relationship and be like i want that because i am not those two people and i'm so different from those two people as individuals and when they're together okay Um, i love it and
0: i don't mean to drag my friends or anyone that I know in a relationship, but I don't even look at their relationship and think that's awesome. I look at their relationship and I think, I'm happy you have found happiness during this time. Yeah. And I'm like, at least yeah. if you yeah. like it, I love it. Nice. Yeah. Cause you're right. I, if I look at relationships I have, I'm not those two people. So like, yeah. I don't think I could ever be like, I want what they have. I do that to like stars all the time. I'm like, I want what they have. They're on vacation to Bali right now. I want that, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, when it comes to people I know, I'm like, and this is like so judgmental, but I, you know, you do sit in your house alone and at night and you're seeing people post up a picture and I'm like, I remember when you called the police on him two weeks ago. (laughs) Like, I, I don't want what you have, truly. Well, that's terrifying. But I mean, like, you know, that and other less extremes. I I'm never like I think what they have is awesome because I just know the intricacies of the compromises they've had to make and I don't think it's very awesome. I'm sorry. So Isha, please.
3: But I think you're just reinforcing what I I said, which is that those compromises that those people make, they are willing to make because they love the other person. You you don't love those people in that way, right? Yeah. So you are you've made compromises in relationships. Oh, bitch. And- that like you wouldn't want to see your friends make because you're, they're your friends. So yeah. as a friend, you're like, nah. Yeah. But when you're in it yourself, your perspective is completely skewed. Of course it is.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you. I you, me. like the compromises I made in decision, like the compromises that I made when I was like younger and in long-term relationships, Um, I hope I would not repeat them. And I'm learning that from talking to my friends who are my age and older, sometimes people don't learn. Sometimes it gets worse, sometimes it doesn't change at all and that makes me sad.
2: I'm so afraid of not learning. I'm really terrified. I'm really shit scared. I'm so scared to even try sometimes again. Well, not really, I just don't want to right now. Like I genuinely, now, I don't know for so many reasons in my life right now that aren't public to the internet. Um, but I'm really, really scared of, I'm genuinely so afraid of that. I'm a happy person. Like knock on wood, like I, my general disposition is happiness despite being a little bit nihilistic and a little bit grumpy sometimes. But, um, yeah, I just, I feel like I lost so much of myself in that one. You know and i was trying so hard and i was like i never i've also just decided like i'm never gonna try hard again like if it's if it's supposed to stick it'll stick you don't have to, you have to work but you don't have to try and i think there's a difference
0: i yeah i don't want to be pushing a boulder uphill Hi.
3: yeah do i look like an earth bender okay. <laughs> I, hate it. I, hate it. I think I think we can tell that I'm losing a little bit. It's time, it's time for Isha to snap. And I have to say, uh, it hasn't been said on this podcast yet, but one thing I will say about Lindsay is she constantly tells me I'm pretty, and I just feel like I need to tell you guys how pretty you both are. You both look so gorgeous right now.
2: Yeah, we'll wrap this up in the next 10 because I've kept you guys for so long, and I had so much. I mean, fun. I hope you had fun. Yeah, so, much. so much fun. Yeah, I'm having so much fun too. Lindsay, yeah.
3: you're so pretty. Farshid, you're so beautiful too. Farshid is beautiful. Okay, wait. What are
0: you doing to your hair?
2: You need hair yeah. to set. Oh wait, no. Let's finish this, and then I'll tell you that. Oh, God. We'll do our closing thoughts on this fucking episode. Akshay's
3: mom terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> yes! That meme where they're like, where it's like, the villain, the real villain, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's Aparna and Akshay's mom? That was the truest meme about the show. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And like, talking about someone who needs to go nurture their inner child, she could benefit from that. Because who hurt her?
2: Why because is she literally an Indian TV serial villain? My mom literally was like, she's the type of mother-in-law from those TV serials who would like, kill her daughter-in-law and then like cover it up
3: yeah but also the fact that she's like they can't have a kid till you get married in regards to the brother hilarious, hilarious. Have, have you ever heard of someone being like your brother can't have a kid until you get yes, married i really have heard this situation are you serious
0: i've heard, I've heard people say that to their own siblings like you need to hurry up and get married, or you need to you need to like se- you need to settle down with your current boyfriend of like six years, so I can have kids because I want our kids to like grow up together.
2: I've also heard like younger siblings or like parents being like, the younger siblings like ready to get married, but they won't. They're not like not down for them to because the older sibling isn't married yet or even dating someone, so it has to be in order. And I'm like, what is this? If my sister gets married before me, like. What? Like, yeah. Why does that impact my what? Like, I don't even understand.
3: Like, I understand, but I don't even could not even apply that to my life. Yeah. It, it's part of it is rooted in like, oh, it, it shouldn't make the other woman feel like shameful or something like that. But it's still, my mom is a month older than her cousin, and her cousin got married before her, so there was a big rush to get my mom married. I just a month, (laughs) a month, a month, a month.
2: month. Kaden, hate the whole thing. Oh, last thing about Nadia, I just realized is like, don't we know so many wonderful women in our lives who are single? I mean, Isha's not, but I guess she's just Ah. in that group. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) but there's so many women in our life. Like, okay, people ask me this all the time. They're like, Nadia. And I'm like, one, I wouldn't put it on the internet because the minute you post a man he'll embarrass you, I stand by this. Um, and also, I'm gonna say something else problematic, but yeah. um, that's pretty much all I say, um, is stuff that my friends drag me for. I am tired of the apps because I think it gives men who are bum ass bitches access to women they would normally never be in the same room with
3: Yes! And it also gives them the false idea that they have loads of options. Yeah, and I'm like, you swiped on me for what reason?
2: Like, I'm saying, like, I just, I'm sorry. Like, it's... That's so
0: funny.
2: I value traditional markers of success. I've just accepted that about myself. And it's something that I don't always necessarily like about myself, but it is a part of me. I just have to accept it, even if I don't necessarily like it or love it. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm tired of the apps. I really, really am because it makes me upset and mad that these men have the audacity to treat me the way they do with the sentence structure that they have. And would you guys sign up for an arranged marriage or like a matchmaking? Not arranged marriage, this is matchmaking.
0: After the show, yeah. Before the show, I thought arranged marriages were enforced by law in India.
3: That's what I was trying to explain to her, the difference between forced marriage and arranged marriage.
0: I thought that all arranged marriages were forced and you didn't have a choice. And I didn't think there was any fun in it involved. And now I know it's only not fun if the parents suck.
2: It's true.
0: Yeah. Also, it's not, it's also not fun because dating in general sucks. It doesn't matter where you are.
2: It's true. Men in general suck because they don't have friends. And I need to stop being shocked about that. That's, like, um, that's the thesis of this episode. That is the thesis. That is the advice you guys have given me. So I'm not even going to ask you guys to give me advice because that is the actual advice. Does do you- I give any advice? I feel like we've been talking. We've literally been talking for three hours, but I don't know. Do you need some fucking advice? Can I give you any advice on anything?
3: I don't think that I would sign up for c
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I want there to be like scary. Why? Why would you say this? <laughs> because I think Sima Auntie is very well-meaning, but I still think that she has certain archaic perceptions about things, and I don't know that she would know what to do with someone like me because I think that the easiest way to match people up is to kind of take you the sum of everything and throw it in a box rather than looking at each part and seeing what is going to be uh, an, I mean she does do that like she kind of gauges what is more important to you versus what isn't but I think that it's more limiting than I would like it to be
2: I agree. I agree. And I feel like
0: I feel. I feel like with everyone on the show, with the exception of the girl with the gene company, and with the, yeah, actually, I'm standing by this. With every person besides the girl who ran the jean company, I feel like she might have said some weird things about how hard this person was going to be to find someone or, like, what she thought from their conversation that person valued. But when I saw them interact for the first time, I was like, I absolutely understand why she thought these two people would get off. Yeah. And so I feel like if Seema was to open up her... If she was to open up her clientele and take me, like a crazy American, like African-American girl from New York who now lives in LA, if she was to take me on as her clientele, I feel like she would say some similar weird stuff, but I feel like she might place me with someone um, who I'm actually like
3: vibing with. So Biaser,
0: got it. I love
2: you. We have found out that SEMA's service costs 1.5 lakhs. I, let me give give you how much that is in dollars.
0: 1.5 lakhs USD. I was like, whoa, that's $2,000. That's not a lot of money for a matchmaking service. I think they cost that much here. They're
3: usually $10,000 here. So, okay, yeah, sign me up when I'm really stressed about this. Yeah. I, like It's
0: kind of like an app though. It's kind of like an app. Like she's giving you people to focus on one at a time and you can say no, and then you just keep paying for her service. I like it. Yeah, me too. I would need first for me and C Monty to go on a date actually. And then
2: if I felt cherished, I would sign up for her service. But other than that, i i told my mom too. I was like, you want these XYZ specifications? Go find me someone, bring them to me, and then I'll meet
0: them. No problem. I'll have a conversation with anyone. Anti-meeting people in real life. Oh yeah. I have a a rant about it in the beginning. Well, I think I cut it out, but like I'm writing a feature and there's this like whole rant that the girl goes on at the beginning and she's like writing a column and she's pitching her idea for it. And she's like, you remember like how everyone was like, you need to get on the apps and then people are like, the apps are not authentic. You need to meet people in real life. And then you started to meet people in real life and they were absolutely nightmares and and then they also knew where you lived and where you worked because you met them in person and then people were like you have to fucking you you can't you can't date people at your job because that's crazy and then people were like it's okay to date people at your job like when are we just going to realize that there's like no safe zone for you to fucking meet or fall in love with anyone like it's all up in the air like if you do find someone that you like you're fucking lucky
2: you're so fucking lucky yeah period. Is the rant, period. That's the rant we should end on, and maybe the only safe place to meet someone is in the aisle of Whole Foods or Erewhon, depending on where you're at You I
3: know? well, said that like I had money. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna say, I end up not dating rich guys ever. Like, I'm not gonna find them at Erewhon.
0: I'm not in their rooms. But if you're watching this, if you're listening to this and you're
3: rich... You know, here's the thing. You could
2: just go to the room. Like, Erewhon is, like, free to go to. So you could just walk around looking gorgeous in Erewhon.
0: Yeah, but then I'm just going to, like, want to buy some, like, that clay mask.
2: You just need to be like, I can spend $15 here, which will get you, like, a bottle of juice, right? You just Wait,
3: hang on. Have you guys ever been asked out in a public place like that by someone you'd want to go on a date with? Never. Um, yeah. yeah. Of course, Lindsay says yeah. In New York. In New York, it's different, though. New York is different, though. Mm-hmm. L.A. L.A. It's not...
0: But it's, I don't know, I have a problem with that too, being from New York, not to, I know we were like trying to say our goodbyes, but I just feel like the people, like everyone across people on the street in New York, and like here, they don't, they don't, like they don't, and if they do, they're unhinged. The but also like women are different here. Women are like, oh my God, like don't fucking talk to me, like read a book, I'm a feminist, like you can't just like fucking, like don't buy me a drink, you think I can't afford my own drink? like. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I'm so tired. I'm tired tired. of man.
2: I like that in New York. My market value in New York is very high. I really like. I really like how I do for myself there.
3: Um, Guys, let's go to New York first. Yeah, can we take a New York trip? New York, but also London, bitch. London. I'm trying to find. No, we have to go. Okay, no don't put this in the podcast, but I really am trying to find a an Indian guy, a British Indian guy. I'm putting it in the, the
0: podcast. podcast. You have a boyfriend. Stop it. You have a boyfriend. No. All of the Indian guys are for varshni All of the Indian guys in London are for me and varshni Okay. Yeah. I literally
2: I'm not joking. I'm I will literally when we go out in London, I'll just put a bag over your head. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't want them to. I'll put a fucking invisibility cloak on you. That's what they did there, right? Harry Potter and shit. Just one time, hide you because it's all for me and Lindsay. I don't even want them to think <laughs> <laughs> about.
0: She wants to have her cake and eat it too. Whatever. And so to summarize this episode, <laughs> listeners, um, I've learned nothing. We have, we have a lot of ideas. And they're mostly bad and absolutely no solutions. So <laughs> if you wanna date us, don't even try because we don't like it when you slide into our DMs.
2: Oh, I would love a London man. Oh. I set my change location to different parts of the world. And that's how I know what my like what I could pull in each place. And I'm prioritizing my post COVID vacation list according to like where
0: I had the most success. Oh my god. I wish I did that. So I did that in San Diego, San Francisco, Portland, and London was insane. I want to do Australia, though. I think I'm in love with Australia. Okay, I'm going to go to Australian Australia.
3: Men. You would both do really well in Australia, I promise. Yeah. Because when I went. Yeah. Oh,
2: she's, cool. she's like, when I went, when I was single, I didn't have a Oh, wow.
3: Guys, this podcast is over.